Oh, goodness gracious me. Uh, goal trip, wasn't that extraordinary on the weekend? I reckon West Wind Blows was outstanding in that same race. But goal trip, we talked about his sectional there. One of them, uh, the 400 of the 200. Uh, it was very, very fast indeed. 11.02. So he was airborne. Joining us is Jamie Lovett, one of the principals from Australian Bloodstock. How are you? Uh, morning, Steve. Yeah, well, thanks. I'll cut straight to the chase. Is he Cox Plate Melbourne Cup, is he? Um, look, I don't think a decision's been made. I, I, I keep out of that. But Kieran said on Sunday he'll just wait and, wait and see. Um, I think the leaning's towards Cox Plate, but... There happened to be a bit of rain around, and, and we thought the Caulfield Cup um, was it's still an option that's on the table. But I, I would suggest the Cox Plate's more likely from what I'm hearing. Yeah, the reason I said that is, of course, Mark Zara's committed to without a fight, hasn't he, in the Caulfield Cup? Yeah, look, Mark um, obviously had to make a decision. Anthony wanted to make a call on Sunday. Um, I think giving to 5 o'clock Sunday to make a decision. And obviously with us leaning towards the Cox Plate, he want to be left on the sidelines. So... Um, oh, that's the least of our worries, mate. Good ride of it. We've got, we've got plenty of good riders can ride that weight, so that won't sort of have any bearing on our decision. But certainly, um, it would be good if Mark was riding. But again, we'll find a suitable mm. rider if not. Jamie, fifty-seven and a half last year, winning the Melbourne Cup. Of course, fifty-eight and a half. And we talked about Think Big was the last horse to carry more than fifty-eight and seventy-five. Yeah, look. Again, it looks a challenge, uh, to say the least, but I would say that the, the Cup this year is looking like a stronger version than, than last year as well. Obviously, Boardman's a, a very good horse and some others. So I think it's going to be a big ask for the Melbourne Cup, but it'd be lovely to try and knock off a good race on the way through. So, you know, that'd sort of cap the spring off. Obviously, the Turnbull was, was, um, was a big thrill on Saturday, but one of the three majors we've taken and obviously um, the Melbourne Cup, whatever happens, happens. But certainly it's, it's, it is a big challenge, Steve. There's no, no doubt. Yeah, last year here, Fisher finished ninth, didn't he, in the Cox Plate on a heavy leading into the Cup, which he won. Yeah, look, last year it was like a barrier trial, the Cox Plate for him. So he certainly, albeit he ran in all three, he, I, Kieran, I made the comment at the time, he probably would have done more at home on the Saturday morning than what he did at Mooney Valley that day because he sort of was, you know, it was well documented. He had no luck. So um, it wouldn't be something I think we'd look at doing again, running it all through. We know about his arc performance before he came out and his rating went right up behind Sotsass. I mean, what was the key to him doing that on the weekend? It was just that, that turn of foot was quite explosive. What I mean, $20, he won like a $1.50 chance. What... Yeah, look, I, I've always, it's ironically, Steve, when we purchased this horse, we bought him out of France, and I, we bought him with the Cox Plate in mind because sectionally over there, he had very a very dynamic turn of foot, and he was a horse, albeit he hadn't won, I think he'd won one out of 11 starts when we purchased the horse, but he had form around all the good horses, and he ran good times. So we thought he all his form over there was at a mile and a half, but, we thought sectionally he would have been a good 2,000-metre horse. And I think he proved that on Saturday, that he's got a dynamic turn of foot. Um, he probably hasn't got a long, albeit he got there pretty quick on Saturday, but we always felt he had sort of a, a hold-up and a, and a sprint late. But he's a horse that, um, look, when he's pain-free, he obviously had well-documented a little issue with his foot um, over the spring. And 
who knows? He may have ran through pain for us last year, and he's pain-free. So that may be why he's just obviously jumped out the ground and um, let's long may it last. Kieran Mark's got a lot of stables. Where does this horse normally stay? And did he say he's done anything tweaking his training or you know putting him over sticks or doing something a bit unorthodox with him at all as an older horse to nah. keep him focused? No, nah. look, he had a very, probably, I've said this for a long while, very few Melbourne Cup winners have a good autumn. You know, like in hindsight, we, we got very uh, forgiving ground in Sydney last autumn. So it was just too tempting not to run the horse, but he just wasn't right. Um, and as, if you have a look at the Melbourne Cup last year, the second horse, the Misery and uh, High Emotion, like, they all went like busted in the autumn as well. It's just, Obviously, they we find the bottom Melbourne Cup day, and it's very hard to get them back in the autumn. So, I think it was just the fact that we give him a good break after the autumn. We pulled up stumps after the Sydney Cup, and he's just had time to get any niggles right. And he's just, I was lucky enough to be at Mooney Valley when he he went first up at the Valley, and just looking at him the way he moved, he's just his action's good. He's in a good spot. So, I'm just hoping the fact that he's yeah pain free that we'll get to see the best of him this spring. Ash run, you, you wouldn't have heard me, but I just talked about the sectionals in, in that race. He was good, wasn't he, on the weekend? Definitely on target to to make the first Tuesday in November. So that that all's come out with Andreas Follower, if you remember, and we we were up and about thinking it was a live chance in the Melbourne Cup, and he he ran. Um, we had to run him in the Hotham. He ran at Geelong and ran third, but he was just outside the the cup, so we had to re, run, run him in the Hotham on the Saturday. Uh, which he won, and then he went into the Melbourne Cup and he drew 24 or 24 and was back last, and he rattled home, and I think he ran eighth or ninth, and unfortunately come out of the, the Cup with a leg. So he had we had nothing but problems, and it's fair play to the owners who have persevered, because it was three years, it was over a 1,000 days when he ran first up, 1,700, and he was huge, and then he franked that second up 2,500 on the weekend, um, Mark said he blew out that last 100, which is probably entitled to do, coming from last, but he's right on track. I'll, I'll, he'll probably go to the Geelong Cup now. Um, he's only got to run top three there to pass the ballot because he's sort of three years since he last raced in a good race. He's no longer qualified for the Melbourne Cup. But if he runs the top three, he's got 51 and a half. He'll be straight to Flemington for the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, had 59 on the weekend too. The winner, Future History, and uh, First Immortal both had 54. That's Ash Run. Was it a tendon, Jamie? Yeah, he had he had two tendons. He had a couple of splints on his leg. He just had nothing but bad luck, that horse. But it's just fair play to the, the rehab team at Mars. And obviously the owners have persevered. Like, he's he's not a young horse. Three years off the scene, a lot, a lot of bills. Um, I'd just love to see them get a good check and be rewarded for uh, their perseverance. Yeah. So what do they do with him? Do you know? Do they send him to Lee Everson or anything like that, or do their own yeah, stuff with him? He was at, no, no, he was at Lee's for I think two years, and they do a lot of treadmill work rehabbing. So they are naturally when they go through a rehab program for, for normally a year, but this was three years. They they do come to the races very fit. They've got a lot of residual fitness because they've been rehabbing on that treadmill. So. It was no shock to see him sort of run well at 1,700, but I, I never thought he would run as good as he did. I would just hope he'd follow them around and beat a few home. But you could have argued that he was four wide the trip that day, and if he'd drawn soft, he, he could have near one. So we expect him to run well on Saturday, but, yeah, he was last spotting on 20 lengths, and he rattled home. His sectionals were great, and he just he levelled out that last bit. But yeah, as I say, if we can keep him sound, he'll go to Geelong, and he's right on track for a cup. 
did you see, I know he's not one of yours, but did you see Kieran's horse and uh, David's horse uh, interpretation? I said that horse does my head in, but he was outstanding on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's starting to get a bit of a non-winner tag, but he certainly was good on the weekend. It wouldn't shock me to see him show up. Yeah. All right. What else? What's one horse you're excited about that I haven't mentioned of those two stayers this morning? Jamie? Oh, uh, look, obviously we've got Lacoste. She's a, a, a new import. She's coming over on the second shipment. She'll go straight into the Melbourne Cup. She ran, we bought her off her, she's a group three winner in France, multiple group three winner in France. Her last start was at 3,100 metres. She gets into the Cup on the limit. Um, the form around her was franked on Saturday night, a mare that... Um, she beat, come out and run second in a group one in France on Saturday. So everything's lining up there. She's in really good order. She's going to, she's in quarantine at the moment and she'll fly out on the second shipment. So I'm excited for the owners there. They'll, they've got a, she's 21 in the cup. I think she could start shorter on the day. I think she's a, she's a live each way chance. All right. So we won't see her before the cup, but she's with Mick Price and Mick Kent Jr. That mayor. That's right. Yeah. How do you say it? The name? Uh, Lacoste, Lacoste, I think it's okay. My no worries. By my boy Charlie. So I'll have to go back and watch some replays. But um, is she normally race handy back? Um, Very versatile, Steve. Um, few of those hard, harder run races there at, in Longchamp. She was back midfield, and then I think one of her starts, she may have even won. She was up on speed. So yeah, very versatile mare. She's not a big mare, but very economical action. She always seems to travel kind in her runs and. She'll certainly run the, the two mile at Flemington on a flat deck, and as I say, she she'll get she'll come here with no weights, so yeah. and she'll definitely make the race. So All right. She's, yeah, she's very exciting for the. She owners. doesn't mind the soft looking at her form history as well. No, one of her runs on fast ground actually not dissimilar to Gold Trip. She only had one or two fast track runs, but she was very very good on the clock. And then if we happen to get rain, which would be unlikely on Cup Day, she'd come right into it. Who trained her in France? Wet. You got me there. Oh, actually, uh, um, Jean Marie um, Begon. He's an older guy. He's in his, yeah, he's in his 80s. He's only got a small yard. Mm. Um, not a sort of well known trainer, but obviously got a, did a very good job with that, man. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. Pleasure. Yeah, Jamie, love it. There's a horse that I'll have to do a bit more research on called Latoshka. Uh, terrific form lines. Look at some of these wins. Uh, as Jamie mentioned, Longchamp win in September. Uh, you go back to St. Clue, October of last year. Won a race on a heavy. Um, what was the margin there? Three quarters of a length. One day at Longchamp. Won a race very, very easily by three and a half over 2,400 listed. That was June of last year. So the spelling is L-O-S-L-A-S-T-O-T-C-H-K-A. So L-A-S-T-O-T-C-H-K-A. A French import mare by my boy Charlie and $21 to win the Melbourne Cup.